After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the first September episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick and on this episode I am joined by Craig. <laughs> Hello. You, uh, you should really change your voice, Mouthy. I can't I can't get my head around it. Uh and we are also joined by the wonderful, lovely Sinead. Hello. You're gonna give me a complex here, Nick. Good. It's about time someone has a complex. I mean, well, actually, that's not true. People do have complexes on this podcast, but they're normal, normally just egotistical. Fair. So if you get another, if you get another one, that's fine. Um, Craig, before we kick off, word from you. Yeah, just very quickly, thank you to Cat and Lewis from Diz Down Under. Um, Addy broke a leg while we were on on holiday in Scotland, and we were we were doing a little backwards and forwards in our chat, and it just. Like we, Eve banned me from telling anyone about a broken leg because it was so embarrassing and shameful. Apparently, so it's not on the Instas or nothing like that. But we were talking to Cat and Lewis and and because we were doing scenery photographs and stuff there in Australia, where in Scotland, whatever. And uh, yeah, the other day, a big box of Australian goodies turned up with a lovely card, basically saying "Chin up, guys." Uh, this sweet. this. This will cheer you up. And, I mean, right, me and Kerry had one. The Perky Nana. They put four Perky Nanas. I mean, we've got a Perky Nana across the road, but that's like 40% proof. Um, <laughs> Perky Nana, right, honest to God. It's like banana nougat dipped in Ooh. in Cabri's chocolate. They're bonkers. They're absolutely bonkers, right? And... Um, I've got some Vegemite, so I can't wait to get stuck into that. Yeah, and proper Vegemite as well, because yeah, um, we, we you can buy Vegemite in this country, but um, it's not imported, so therefore it's not the it's not the same stuff. Um, I've not had a Perky Nana, but um, I saw that they sent you some uh, chocolate covered foam bananas, yeah, which I got yeah. a pack of, which were which were lovely. Um, I don't Australians think Australians just have a thing for banana flavored things. Um, well, there's at least two products. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, yeah, they they um, you should we... see right. I've got a Kit Kat. Yeah. Do you have our big bars of chocolate? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a big bar of chocolate, but it's a Kit Kat. So it's a giant Kit Kat, nice. and it's dark with York Peninsula salted 
sea, uh, sea salt and caramel oh, in a Kit Kat, and it's the size of my head. Speaking of Kit Kats, actually, I just found uh, while shopping the other day a uh, new variety in the UK for the Chunky range, which was um, popcorn. Oh, toffee toffee popcorn and it has got little bits of popcorn in it Ooh. and it is surprisingly nice actually i quite enjoyed oh, okay. it okay um but yeah and i look um you know cat and lewis have actually both been on this show at, at different times uh sometimes together uh lewis has been on separately as well um if you don't listen to this down under it's like this show but with Australians and about a quarter of the length. So they're really good mm-hmm. uh, lengthy episodes, um, which, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out, do do check them out because they are, uh, it's a great show and they are uh, great humans as well. We kind of go around in circles. The Disney community can be a very funny place. Um, there's some right weirdos and there's also just some right awful people. So when you do... Uh, come across genuine nice people it is an absolute treat and and they definitely are so uh yeah props to props to cat and lewis um but yeah, yeah. I, I i also went on a holiday and got into some hijinks which i'm not going to discuss because we haven't discussed it publicly as well but yeah i was definitely giving craig a run for his money um, oh, you actually got to, one better didn't you yeah yeah so uh so there you go but um anyway you're not here to talk about us uh or hear about us you're here to hopefully hear about some good and some not so good stuff about disney so um let's get the show running because i know some people have got work commitments Ooh, um i'm in so the room you're in the room already yeah. <laughs> well yeah but you still gotta do some work at the right time not your your yeah. recording this before work so that's that's cool um craig do you actually have a drink with you I've got two drinks. I've got a pint of tea in my Terminator 2 3D mug, which, mm. respect, missed. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. And I've got a pint of Cherry Pepsi Max. Good lad. Uh, Terminator 2 3D, we will actually be talking about Patreon this month. So that was uh, well-timed there, Craig. Um, because, yes, that is a, a good attraction. We're talking about the ride and the film it is based on. Uh, Sinead, what are you drinking? I have got a Method of Madness whiskey with some Coke Zero. Method of Madness whiskey? Hello. Yeah, it's a new... Well, I don't know how new it is. It's new to me anyways. Mm. But uh, myself and my boyfriend kept seeing it in Tesco. And they do um, a gin. He's a gin drinker in like a Mm. matching bottle. So we kept saying we should get the two of them. And then eventually we caved and got them at the weekend. And it's really quite nice. It's very sweet. Is it a blended or is it a single? I think it's a single. Oh, yeah, it's, co- co- it's nice. Coke in that girl. Or, or Pepsi. Eh. Nice. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Big I'm not a whiskey friend. snob. No, oh. I've got to. I've got to dilute it as well. Um, as long as it's Irish, I'm not. I'm not a whiskey snob. <laughs> you just. No, I'm not going to go there. Um, I am finishing off a bottle of Soul that I had with dinner because I had quite a late dinner, so I've only just uh, recently finished eating, um, and then I'll be topping it up with some Pepsi Max. Not. In, I'm not going to be pouring into the bottle. Don't get me wrong but just after that bottle of soul is finished. That's Pepsi Max or Cherry Pepsi Max? Uh, Cherry Pepsi Max. Fair Thank enough. you for correcting me. Um, right, without further ado, let's go and have a look at what's going on inside the parks. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, 
We all know traveling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what do you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear. Free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss. And no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips. A complimentary meet and greet service as well as luggage assistance. And after a nine hour flight, who couldn't want some help with their luggage? And look, podcasts are always promoting things, right? But how many can vouch for the products or service? Well, we can, because Craig has used Quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next, and he went with 17 people. So whilst we know there are other good companies out there, we personally know how good Quicksilver are, and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors. And you know what? We can even sweeten the deal. If you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast, they will even give you a special discount of $5 off for airport round trips that's off their already reasonable prices so you've tried the rest and now try the ones who in our opinion are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today don't wait if you have an upcoming trip book today so i have got a load of things that i found to talk about but um let's let the the lady go first so craig um what have you got to talk about uh, nothing fair enough uh the real lady Sinead. <laughs> um so there's been a lot of stuff going on online about the f- final opening of uh remy's ratatouille adventure in Ooh, yes. the french pavilion in epcot so seemingly there's an additional room that's not in the one that's in dlp which i don't think anyone was necessarily anticipating but there's that um i've seen some stuff and some of the merch there's like a chef's hat that like lights up and it looks like remy's inside your hat and then it like flips open at the top when a little remy pops out the top it's very cute (laughs) i'm doing a terrible description of it but it looks adorable no i can i can see this i can see this in my head it's it's very cute um i think a lot of people are underwhelmed by it but i don't think that's any, a reflection of the ride necessarily i think that's a reflection of the way disney have handled i think it's like when star wars um what's the star wars ride called which one rise Spuckles no the, rise old one. Star the, the old one star tours remember in, it was around 2012 and that got updated and there was this great big furore about it wasn't it and there was an app with countdowns and everything. And when it opened, it was like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. So I think I'm getting the same vibes from this opening. I think for, for me, I think the problem is, and we have discussed this a little bit before, is that the way it's kind of been banded about is that it's some kind of e-ticket attraction. And yeah. when that was going into Disneyland Paris... Back in was that 2012? It went into Disneyland Paris, I think. Or I 20, think so. Yeah. Like that. Um, so when that first opened, uh, it was a big deal for a a park which needed something new. A miracle. Yeah, and also as well, you, you know, it, it obviously fitted in really well, and it was you know it's a French park, so you're having a French film represented, like you know, it was it was the perfect storm. Um, but. You know, I remember the first time I went on it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that was that was it. It's a bit like a poor man Spider Man, 
really. Spider-Man without the thrills, really, um, in, in some ways. I mean, that's not exactly true. It's a trackless system and, you know, that's probably doing it a bit of a disservice. But it's not the... It's not this massive, big e-ticket type attraction. Yeah. Um, I think that, and I think that's the problem. And when this got announced here, I, I think they promoted it in the same kind of way they did in Paris, which is, you know, this is a big deal. And actually, no, it's if it was if it just came out as uh, this is a dark ride or something like that, I think people would be more excited by it. I think the fact that it's been so hyped up means that people that weren't familiar with the Disneyland Paris version were expecting something different and it's yeah. what we expected it to be and in fact from what i can work out and i don't know if you can confirm this or not Sinead, but it does look like the 3d is in effect yeah they're and describing so. it on disney parks blog as a 4d experience yeah oh so, yeah it does it does which was like a... that that in itself is interesting because the market what do they do throw throw rat shit at you <laughs> well no because you move around the, the fourth dimension isn't it is that you move yeah, but in the DLP one, now I've only experienced it a couple of times because half the time it's not working properly. But during the champagne scene, you're supposed to have like water oh. shoot out at you, aren't you? Yeah, oh, and also week. when you're under the oven, you get uh, yeah, it's supposed to be warm. Above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose that that does it. But the the advertising that I saw for this, when you saw people on the actual attraction in like the the photos and stuff like that for brochures, they weren't wearing 3D glasses. Which was the opposite, you know, yeah. when Disneyland Paris advertised it, people were wearing 3D glasses. Mm. So I did wonder if that effect was being taken out. In a, in a way, I mean, I'm a sucker for 3D things anyway, but I think you needed that because you can see just by watching the film footage, this is supposed to be in 3D. So yeah. I'm glad they've kept it. Um, um, I've just I've I've scrolled down to the comments on the Disney Parks blog article, and mm. someone called Raymond has posted the most American thing in the world, saying "Thank you for not making us travel to France to ride this," which just mm. makes me laugh. But um, so that opens on the first of October, um, yes. along with the fiftieth. But they've also released the so they're opening a creperie, yes, uh, as part of the new expansion for, um. The French Pavilion, and they've released the menu for it, and there's a bunch of vegetarian things, which is great. Um, so there's savory galettes, so you can get a ham and cheese and egg one. There's a chicken one. There's a goat cheese one. There's a salmon one. There's a ratatouille one, of course. <laughs> um, and then there's like a fancy ham and cheese one. Um, and then for your sweet crepes, wouldn't be something that involves France if it didn't have a hazelnut chocolate spread, aka Nutella. Nutella. Nice little nod to GLP. Um, there's a banana one for the Australians with some caramel. <laughs> um, there's a peach one, there's a pear one, and then there's also one with caramelized apples as well. There are a lot of people asking if it is going to be celiac friendly because galettes don't have any gluten in them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is celiac friendly. Haven't seen any responses to this or not, but there's a lot of people asking about it. So hopefully hmm. there'll be some gluten-free options for people. Yeah, I, I guess the um, the thing that it's lacking there is the fact that there is no um, restaurant Remy. Yeah. Um, which is a big, you know, when when you go to the, the area in um, Walt Disney Studios, you know, the, the ride and the restaurant next to each other, they, they're built basically like a little Parisian square, haven't they? Yeah. Really. Um, and it looks it looks really good. Um, I guess they didn't have the room 
to to add that or maybe didn't think that it would work there I don't it just know. seems to be the typical Disney World thing because like the Paris and the Disneyland parts of the Caribbean go past Blue Bayou or Captain Jack's. Mm. Disney World doesn't have the restaurant to go along with it. Um, I know they don't have the restaurant to go along with this either. No, no. Although then again, Pirate, Disney World Pirates is not exactly the same ride, is it? No, that's crap. Full stop. But uh, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think people will enjoy it, but I think yeah. anyone that hasn't you know, if you because at the moment it's open to, for pass holder previews, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. how people are getting on. So, um, if you don't get on before the first of October and you go when it's kind of publicly opened, I think just lower your expectations. This isn't an e ticket attraction. If you no. think of it as a dark, you know, like a new kind of generation dark ride, then I think you'll have a much better experience than if you go in there thinking this is going to be Seven Dwarves or Rise it's of the Nice edition, isn't it? Absolutely. Look, Epcot could always do with some new attractions so that's why i think it's a good addition now i just think it's the the hype around it is going to be uh what what kind of lets it lets ultimately it every every country should have some sort of ride eventually yeah. I'd like to think. and if you actually uh if you go back through the, the kind of history you know all the attraction all the um countries all the pavilions at one time were earmarked for attractions um, including, and the one that breaks my heart that we never got was uh, Japan was supposed to have a Godzilla attraction, oh. where he, you know, you kind of a bit, I, I guess, a bit like King Kong, uh, the old Universal King Kong attraction, but it was going to be based around Godzilla and you being on a train. That'd have been really good. But uh, um, <sighs> what I would, what I would say to uh, people that are going on it, I wouldn't wait hours for it. I always treat Ratatouille as a in obviously pre-COVID times. Um, I would go on single rider and wait like five minutes because there's six people to a rat. So there was usually a space of going. Six um, people to a rat, people. People to a rat. Or if you are drinking around the world, err on the side of caution going on this because it is trackless and it is 3D and you might get a bit of vomit. So yeah. Word that of caution is, from the Irish girl. That is really good. Uh, really good advice. Um, there's been a couple of incidents recently um like within the last few days actually which uh have been a bit interesting so did anyone see this report about somebody uh apparently on tom sawyer island that had a machete what what yeah was it oh, tom God. sawyer hmm? um no uh, apparently they were wearing camouflage though um now i've not been able to find any updates on this so whether or not they they didn't find a person or they found a person they didn't have a machete i don't know um but uh yeah the orange county sheriff's office got a call at 5 48 and they were dispatched um but yeah so that that was interesting but um another punch up you get these every so often uh but this one and there's no context to it that i can i can see like i've just seen a bit of video um, no one seems to know exactly what caused it, but a fight broke out on one of the ferries. Oh, really? I'm not sure which direction it was going, whether it was going to the parts or to the car lot, but yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, about, about five or six people, I think, were involved in total. Um, oh, that's a good, that's a, like a Wild West punch up there. It, it, was, so- it was quite wild, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, what's interesting with that is that. You know, I kind of, 
when when you hear about stuff like that, you expect it to be because you know there's there's issues in the parts like maybe it's it's really hot and you have to queue up for lots of things and you know people are like really tense. But to be honest, uh, the parts have been quite empty recently yeah. to the point actually where I'll go straight into the next uh, story that I I found, which is and I, I think this is quite interesting and, and reflective of what the parks are like right now um and that is that boarding groups are, are, are quite readily available for rise of the resistance especially later into the day like into the evening um now that that has been almost impossible to do since it first opened hasn't it yeah you know, we've had lots of people complain they've not been able to get boarding groups um but yeah at, at least I think I counted four times last week. Um, people were able to get reservations into the evening. Do we think? Do we think that's just due to people like holding off? Because like we're in that period of time now where it's so close to the fiftieth that a lot of people probably just would have held off for the month to be able to go once all the new stuff started. Or do we think people are terrified because? Orlando's a bit of a cesspit for COVID at the minute. Uh, he's definitely not the latter. Mm. I think it's a bit of everything. I mean, the last the last week in August is always a quiet week anyway because the Americans have all gone back to school and the Brits are starting to go back to school. And then you've got no Brits anyway at the moment. Mm. And that's, well, that's, I think... not, that's not exactly true, is it? Let's be honest. And then you've got like what you said there, why would you go to Florida now when in a month's time the 50th celebration's kicking off? Well, look, let's let's ask our expert who has just joined us in an emergency setting, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Why well, do you think that crowd attendance is down in the Disney parts this week? Well, I, I well, yeah. Um, I just popped on to, uh, I'm still ill, as you can hear. Um, so I don't think I'll be on for very long. Does it? Does it sound like you're ill, or does it sound like you're sexy? I'm, I'm, I'm very confused right now. <laughs> I've got a chub on. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think what Craig said was correct. Basically, you know, why come now when you can come in a in a month's time when all the festivities have started? Yeah, but I also, I mean, the thing is because like Sinead, um I think you just missed what Sinead said, but. Um, she asked if maybe because of the rising number of COVID cases was having an impact. Oh, that as well. God, yeah. But. But the flip side to that is look at the opening weekend for Halloween Horror Nights and it's like, what pandemic? Well, mm. yeah. <laughs> but, but it was like, it was like that. It. it was like that on Main Street in Disneyland Paris though as well, wasn't it? Wall to wall. True, but um, I think Paris is in a slightly different stage. Yeah, you gotta you gotta remember you're you're Plus masks are mandatory in DLP. Yeah. But but every Premier League game is is a is forty thousand, fifty thousand people. You know Ari with her broken leg was in Hamilton on over the weekend in a theatre. Oh no, she wasn't. Oh yes, she was. It it's (laughs) the the pandemic is is not at the forefront of people's minds now unless you you've got COVID and you're dying. And that, that's that's what the vaccines that's, are supposed. The vaccines are working, aren't they? Basically, yes. Well, yes, to 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 an extent. 
people are still getting sick and it is still spreading quite ridiculously. However, um, case you know, like actual deaths are going down. Um, hospital, um, uh, what is it when you get taken into hospital? Hospitalizations. Admissions. Yeah, hospitalizations are are on the increase though, pretty much everywhere. Uh, Paris at the moment is not in such a bad state, and as Sinead said, it is mandatory masks. And actually, on that, um, I read today that they've just reduced one level of mask wearing in DLP. So now, if you are having a photo with a photo pass photographer with one of the characters in an outside setting, when you have your picture taken, you are allowed to remove your mask. You but must- you have to stand on one leg and blink on a Tuesday. Correct. Yeah, and it's downwind. And you've also, you can only wear the mask, uh, you've got to wear the mask while you're queuing up. It's only when you get the actual photo taken, they're allowing you to take it off. So they're still very strict compared to most parts uh, about that. Um, but Mr. Ripley, uh, you, 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 you've got something you wanted to say, so I'll pass the baton over to you. Well, it's just a quick plug for my friend Alyssa. She runs this fantastic... Uh, personal shopping service called Moore's Magical Deliveries and I promised that I would give her a plug on the show. She she isn't like an eBay pirate or anything like that. Basically, if you see something on a YouTube video that you quite like and you want to buy it, she will buy it for you at cost. Um, she will obviously use her um, annual pass discount and that's her profit essentially and then she'll charge you whatever the delivery costs are. She's been doing it for over a year now I've used her many times. She's very, very good. Don't go to eBay. Go to Alyssa. Magical Mall Deliveries. Thank you. <laughs> How is she getting into us? Does like we got taxes, or does she get round that? Well, the British, the British government charges us wherever the customers are when they land. So you'd have to pay whatever it is. Can't? Doesn't she do the like? It's a, it's a present for me, mate. So I don't have to pay taxes. You can ask her. Okay. <laughs> I was looking at this today, actually, because I've just ordered something from the States that's not very expensive, and I did think, oh, God, should a I microwave? just bought it from Europe? Yes, a microwave. Um, and when I looked at the, the customs website, it seemed to suggest now, if it's under £135, you're not paying, ta- uh, you're not paying customs on it. You will God bless pay Brexit. tax. You will pay tax, but you're not going to pay customs. That's what it looked like to me today. So I don't, and that didn't say if it was. Uh, it had to be a gift. It had to be marked as a gift. So that will be interesting. The limit used to be about eighteen pounds. Anything over eighteen pounds uh, when it was converted See, would have Sleepy Joe pay. is ripping off the rule book. Oh, look, look. Let, let's wait until I get my item from uh, shopaew.com. Um, and I can I plug did. that because it's not a Disney website. I did notice in the last few weeks, though, that the Shop Disney US site clearly states that it will not ship to the UK and Europe rude. at the that minute. Rude. I, well, because I, I think uh, there are more hurdles that companies have to jump through now to get stuff shipped. Were they sent to belief. Ireland, though? No. So they've stopped all international deliveries. Seems to be. It specifically said um, the UK, and I don't know if it said Europe or the EU. I'm not entirely sure. Um, But yeah, I don't know if it's to do with 
the new like card regulations and stuff like that that's come in in the last year i don't know if that's making it more difficult because you have to verify your delivery address and your other address and all this kind of stuff so i don't know if that's adding complications to it i don't well, know P-, P dubs did mention this actually was it the last disney show because we were talking about run disney mm. and they stopped us from joining the run disney club and then they stopped us from doing d23 but this was all a long time ago this was even before brexit was a thing yeah. so it's I, I, th- I don't know if it's just been some kind of slow march out that they just don't deal with anything international anymore so we can't do d23 anymore no that's no. interesting because I, I used to be a gold member mm. <laughs> still had a gold member yeah i've been called that a lot of times <laughs> um and uh it used to annoy me a lot because the you know you basically paid double for your magazines essentially mm. Uh, because of it, and it was just, and it was literally just a magazine being sent in a box. Do you know what I mean, it used to be ridiculously uh, costly, um, but I didn't realise they'd cut it out completely. Hmm. Maybe but if you're what? still a member, you could still continue to be one. I think. Right, and I, I know you can. Uh, I know silver memberships open up to everybody, but you don't get anything with silver membership. Just access to panels that, you, and stuff. You don't hear that anymore, do you? Nick just went hmm like that. Do you not hear that anymore? Obviously, people aren't spending enough time with me. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Yeah, it's... You know what then they should do? They should actually make their websites better and they should make their merchandise better. Now, I will say, and Sinead, you you can confirm this as well, we are now, I think, seeing much more parts merchandise than we've ever seen on Shop Disney in the UK. In the UK? Not for the European side. So really? this, is, this is outside the parks, but here we are. <laughs> Never so, say again, Craig. <laughs> I used to always purchase from Shop Disney UK up until the last like year or so because the markup between pounds and Europe uh, and Euro is outrageous. We used to have to rip the pound uh, prices off all the product in the store because the markup is ludicrous. An 18 pound plush would cost 30 euro. It was ridiculous. So I would always order from the UK side. But they stopped that when kind of all the Brexit stuff was going on. So I have to order from Shop Disney EU now. It won't even let me do. Um, so our postal service offers a thing where you get a UK address, you get an American address, you send it to there, then they'll post it over to you. And there's, I think it was a six euro fee to get something sent from the UK and a 15 euro fee to get something sent from the US. They won't even let you do that now. If you're using a Euro card, they will not let you purchase, which is very annoying. Is the website all in German as well? Just really? No, mercifully not. Mercifully not. Um, So we have Shop Disney EU. And so today was the Halloween product launch, which was vastly disappointing. But there were, I think, maybe seven things total that were added to the European site. There was the candle, the doormat, spirit jersey, a baby onesie, the Minnie Mouse Halloween dress they do every year, and then the Mickey and Minnie blush. That sounds like a really shit game on Monopoly. The Chip and Dale Ouija board. (laughs) Yeah. Was the key not on there as well? Um, Oh, I think they were doing the Madame Leota key, but you got that added automatically to your order. So I went and I kept refreshing, expecting other things to come up, because half the things that they were showing in the visuals weren't on the website. Mm. And I was on buying on eight o'clock. Nothing else was coming up, so I was like, right, before my spirit jersey ends up selling out, I'm going to buy the spirit jersey, and that'll be that. I then went on to the UK site, and there were 
mugs, there were all the ceramic things, there was the countdown thing. So there was double the amount of stuff on the UK website than there was on the European website. They need to sort it out. They need to sort it out. Um, I mean, even, and I'm assuming they've now moved the European distribution somewhere else because before it was all one warehouse in Leicester, wasn't it? I think all the products got sent out of. Um, They need to sort that out. If they're not going to, and I mean, it's fine to, if they want to stop people ordering from the US, okay, I get that. But then they need to make those products available elsewhere. Because the thing is, there's always ways around uh, these scenarios. Well, actually, we'll talk about ways, ways around scenarios in a little bit. But, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to just stop people from being able to buy things direct from Disney. And instead, they'll just find someone else, either a personal shopper or they'll go to eBay. Or, you know, what I've done in the past, I've asked people to order stuff for me in the States. They would take delivery of it and they would then send it off to me um yeah. later on and i and i used to do that you know before you know when we were a little bit more restricted and sending stuff out certainly some companies i do the same thing i used to get about a decade ago i've got a friend in in america who was collecting steelbook dvds and most and... of them came from uh one particular website they wouldn't ship outside of the uk so he would just get everything sent to me and he would buy two of everything that came out. And I would have like 30, 40 boxes with like one single DVD in it. And I would just, you know, once I got to a certain level, put them in a big box, post them off to because that was the only way you could get them. What I will say, I find very interesting just uh, on the Halloween stuff. They have the spirit jersey was a Disney parks, Halloween spirit jersey. So the last kind of year or so, if we have been getting spirit jerseys, you might get the odd Disneyland Paris one, but it's been Disneyland resort ones. Whereas now they just have generic Disney parks spirit jerseys. So it doesn't specifically say, well, Disney World, it doesn't specifically say Disneyland, it's just generic. Uh, and that which I does, find interesting. That's my nothing as well. The thing I, is, I've just listened, I've just listened to the, the latest Disney Dream Girls, and Michelle was doing a trip report off the Disney Wishes cruise, or yeah. cruise. And there was 1,500 or 1,200 people, whatever. How many spirit jerseys were on that boat? Tell me, come on, have a guess. Yeah, there, there was about six. <laughs> Literally, honest to God. I heard they didn't stock up very, very well um, the, the, the... on that cruise. The thing is, this all goes back to Trump with this stupid, uh, you know, that we're going to tax jeans and we're going to tax your whiskey. So we're going to tax. I mean, it's all that comes from him, essentially, when the EU and the UK put their charges up, because obviously he was doing the same to them. And and Biden, for some unknown stupid reason, hasn't even tried to intervene and, and stop all of this. But the point is, is if there are all these barriers and all these costs associated with bringing these things over i mean think of the, all the merch in disneyland paris i mean how much of that is coming from the states how much they've got to pay in customs and fees and transportation and blah 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 why don't they just make merchandise here i mean not just yep. like here in the uk but here in the eu area i mean there's you know there's so many outlets here that create wonderful stuff and there's such a market for it let's have some unique stuff here that we sell to people and and you know if america wants to buy into it then ship it over there 100 percent 
100%. And that is the most, you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Certainly, Sinead will back up on this. The fact that, you know, Disneyland Paris misses out on so much stuff that mm-hmm. we see in the American Miles. I mean, Sinead, how many spirit jerseys have we seen in Disneyland Paris? They've had ten? maybe 10. Yeah. Maybe. In, in all that time that, you know, America would have had probably 30, 40. Yeah, well, yeah, ten a year, easy. Um, you know, there's so many that we don't get um, because they just don't make them for that park. And this did is they something. Make, did they make manly spirit jerseys? M- spirit I don't jerseys. Know if spirit jerseys are necessarily feminine. No, I. They, they are, are very, very unisex. Generally, there are there are ones that are colours that you would say are probably more feminine. Um, you know, if it's black, it's like Mickey on it with a flick knife or something like that. <laughs> or you can you can buy that from Dagenham Sunday Market, um, but you can't buy that in the, in the Disney parks. I mean, they're not um, they are unisex because they're cut for men as much as they're not cut for women. No. Yeah, and I just can't like, see myself don't going get me wrong. Chloe on a Sunday morning to get me bread. jerseys are not flattering on anyone. They are not a flattering piece of clothing in any way, shape, or form no, on anyone. They're essentially but baggy they're jumpers. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're baggy, they're thin baggy jumpers. They <laughs> don't shirts. fit anybody. Yeah. I'm just picturing Ryan now in Butlins wearing a unicorn <laughs> uh, spirit jersey, <laughs> drinking Probably a whiskey. Is, to be fair. Yeah. A, a, a Billy Butlin um, <laughs> spirit jersey <laughs> with, with I love red coats on the side of it. <laughs> There is, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been some, like, I really wanted a um, an Arendelle one that they did, but the, the lettering was glittery, and sparkly. I just wasn't going to pull that off, but most of them, the text is, you know, either white or... It's just, it's just like normal. It's not painted in, in anything spark or anything like uh, that. Do you like imagine Nick, right, going down the quick save in his glittery spirit jersey? Where well, let me just Crocs get my his trolley. With trolley dolly. Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. Wearing his cravat. <laughs> and his... You can't wear it. Come on, Craig. Don't be sure. You cannot wear a cravat with a spirit jersey. Don't, I mean, like, if anyone could, Nick. Things. I'm sure well, you could pull it off. Hey, I'm not saying I wouldn't try. <laughs> I'm just saying you shouldn't. Um, I have to say, my I ordered my wife one of those 50th anniversary uh, spirit jerseys. You haven't been married today. that long. <laughs> uh, from Magical Moore's Magical Deliveries. Um, and I have to say, it is really good quality. It's the best spirit jersey I've ever seen. Nice. So they've definitely upped their game a bit. They should put that on a spirit jersey. <laughs> It's I will say, spirit jersey I've ever seen. I will say, generally, the uh, American spirit jerseys are better quality than the Disneyland Paris ones. I've, I've only had, I've only ever had two. Sorry, I've only ever bought two spirit jerseys. Hmm. I bought one for myself and I bought one for my daughter. And that, the one my daughter, I picked up when I last went to Disney Springs a few years ago, and that felt better quality than the one that I got from DLP. So I think that is also so maybe they are manufacturing some of these in Europe, Chris. It's just that they're they're just very I don't selected know. I think, ones. I, I think it I think it the quality really does depend because I got my first spirit jersey probably the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. I think was when I got it, or maybe end of 2018, I can't remember which it was. Um and that one is like really, really nice quality. 
And I have various different ones. I have the DLP ones, which I do agree. The lettering on the DLP ones does tend to crack a lot more than the other ones for whatever reason. Um, I've one of the D23 exclusive ones. That one is impeccable quality. So they really kind of upped their game for that. But it does kind of depend. Initially, I thought it was like over the years they were getting a bit dodge. But some of the more recent ones that I've bought seem to be just as fine. So it just kind of seems to be hit or miss depending on the spirit jersey. I don't know. Now, let's move away from spirit jerseys just because yeah. it was something that somebody else brought up and it has been causing a lot of controversy in our chat group this weekend. So, mm-hmm. Perky uh, Nana? Yep. Yeah. I've just eaten Perky Nana. I'll You've be honest with you. Flashback to the 90s. So, um, speaking about loopholes and getting around things, um, <laughs> there's been a bit of an explosion this weekend on social media because um, that's exactly what uh, a couple of vloggers have, have done. Um at the moment, travel is still banned from the UK to Orlando, and we're we're not allowed to go. We're not allowed to go into the states. Uh, and I actually spoke to my brother about this because he just come back from the states and he had a, a hell of a time trying to get there um, with Esther's and and whatnot. Um, he's got family there, um, but yes, there are there are loopholes and stuff like that now. The couple, and I'm not going to mention them. If you want to find them, you'll be able to find them. I'm sure. Um, but a couple of done it from trees in the local park. Don't be come on. <laughs> uh, they can't be a local park anyway. They're in Orlando. Um, you know, th- th- this couple decided that uh, they they were so desperate to go that they spent two weeks in Croatia to then allow them to fly into America with with no problems whatsoever. Um, this caused a lot of upset, mainly because it wasn't the fact that I. I th- well, my my personal feelings, it's not that they did it. It's the way that they did it and the way they kind of almost celebrated how smart they were doing it. It, it wasn't a good look. And yeah, but vloggers celebrate having, having the best coffee they've ever had. And also, this wasn't the first time they did it. They did the exact same, well, not the exact same, but they did a very similar trick to allow them to go to Disneyland Paris when we weren't allowed to go to uh, France still. Um, how did they when... do it that way? Where did they go to get into France? Um, I, th- I think to I think with... Uh, I've not looked into it, but I think at that time you could go to France, but once you entered France, you had to quarantine for at least five days before you were allowed to leave uh, to go somewhere else. So I think you just had to go a week early. If you wanted to go to DLP, you had to go a week early, stay inside a a hotel or somewhere else for a week before you were allowed to go into the parks uh, and, and test negatively. But doesn't matter the ins and outs. The, the the fact is it's it's bending the rules. Yes, you can. You know, if people want to bend the rules. They're they're yours to to bend if you you so wish to. But I, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right. I think you've got a dodgy moral compass if you think that that's acceptable to do. Um, and it's it's caused a bit of tension because Craig, you're you're kind of with them on this. I'm I'm really not bothered by it. Look, if. If if you've got the if you've got the time and if you've got the money because th- these are just two vloggers right who are doing what they're doing but there's an, an upper echelon of society who are just living their normal life who are exploiting their loopholes and going left right and centre all over the people are just doing it because they can you might be a retired couple why can't you go to Croatia 
yeah. for two weeks and then jump across to Florida and then go to Canada. We watch we watch another vlog who live in a camper van who all last year went across all of Europe for a whole year. Do you know what I mean? It's you would have lived in a camper van. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, My... they're still crossing borders. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. know where they're going. My whole thing is I I had never heard of these people up until all the crap that went on at the weekend. Um, I don't really care. Like the legislation that's in place isn't saying British people are not allowed into America. It's that you can't travel from Britain. They didn't travel from Britain. So they're not, they're not breaking any laws or anything like that. Would I do it even if I had the money in annual leave? Absolutely no. Because as I mentioned earlier, Orlando yeah. is a COVID cesspit. And that matters more to me than getting to go to correct Walt Disney World are getting to know go to Universal or anything like that none of that is a pri- as much of a priority as not getting COVID is for me personally but that's a personal decision these people had the time and had the money to do it they didn't break any laws do I think they were really stupid and naive to think that people would celebrate them for it yes I think that was incredible like um, the most massive exactly. oversight and will potentially yeah forever and probably will forever damage their vlogging careers but they wanted to be those people that got to go to back to florida first and to be one of the few uk vloggers there for the 50th well, the that's other the problem, problem yeah uh, well as i was gonna say the other, the other problem as well let you speak then chris is the fact that you know one of their excuses for doing it was not the 50th but was for work reasons because they had a commitment with um a company with villas or something out in orlando now if that's your reason for going, you've always, since the start of this pandemic, been able to travel to countries like America if you've got a work reason mm. to do so. Well, so if my... that is legitimate, if that is legitimate, then that's what they should have done. I disagree, though, because I know from work, uh, one of the managers within my team, she started traveling from ireland rather than traveling from the uk because even though she had a work visa and she had a team in work trying to get through customs in america for a work visa is nigh on impossible at the minute and she's been thrown into many a waiting room for hours on end because she was being told word for word americans should be working with americans not british people so she started traveling from ireland because going through Ireland via America, you go through a whole totally different thing and you don't deal with customs on the other end of America. You do so, it in Dublin, me. don't you? You do it in Dublin yeah, or you do yeah. it in Shannon before you get there. So mm. I would kind of argue that I wouldn't want to go through that. So I don't think the work visa thing since Trump, thank you very much, is as easy <laughs> as you've said. I, yeah, I'm not saying it necessarily is easy. I'm saying that is officially I, the way you should do it. Whether I know people who've been not. to America to play golf, right? On work. So they've gone over to America to work. A group of 10 men, right? Have gone over to America to work with the golf clubs in tow. There's rules, right? And the rules, there's loopholes, and people will always exploit loopholes. Everything they've done, right? I would imagine they've gone over to Croatia. I would imagine they've served out their isolation. I would imagine they're fully vaccinated and then they've gone across to America. What's the problem? Our, our government was smuggling in dignitaries because they were desperate to have the Euro final mm-hmm. in Wembley in this summer. The Euro final that was stormed by and England fans 
beating each other up to get in, right? And then when black people missed penalties, they racially abused them. But our government, our right-wing Tory government, was so desperate, they turned a blind eye. And all Sheikh Mohammed Abdul from wherever his blobs was flying into our country, going to match and then going home. So I don't care. My my <laughs> big thing with this is the fact Mitch's that... racism and Sheikh Mohammed Ella Bing Bong. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's not talk about a contradiction in that Craig, sentence. The most Craig sentence in the world. Yes, yeah. yeah. from Dubai. Oh, oh I know the one. Yeah. And let's and let's be honest, you know, as Craig said it, we're all we're all scot free. Right. We've not we've not endorsed that statement. But the, the for me the big problem is the reason why not just us but many you know of the large kind of countries in the world are still in this shit mess is because we get variants we get variants because we allow things like this to happen so yes it's all right if you are rich and you want to turn a blind eye and let people do what they want to do but it's those people traveling to other countries and then still catching it because bearing in mind the vaccines are not stopping you catching anything they're just stopping you getting really ill with it this and then bringing that back this, into this country this crumbled when dominic cummings went for a ride right to beat covid we need to lock the planet down we did it now we're bankrupt as a planet we're bankrupt and we have to get back open and get working and everything. And that's why we're turning a blind eye to it. And that's why the vaccine is doing its job and everything like that. We need to be earning money and we need to be spending money. Now, Unfortunately, I, we're not communists. And, and, and I get all of that. And again, like, I don't personally care that they've done this. I'm not going to get my soapbox about it either way. Do I think mm. they're morons? Yes. Would I do it myself? No. But where I do think there is that kind of selfish nature of, and I can say this, I live in Ireland, they will never affect my health system because they're not from Ireland, but it's if they come back and they are bringing back variants or if they are bringing back COVID cases and stuff like that, that's then an additional strain on the NHS. And it's shit like that that's not where the kind of moral issue kind of comes in because it's not just you, it's then who could you affect as, I don't know, if you if either of them did need to be hospitalised, this is worst case scenario. Well, they, I have seen a blog where they said that they were at risk group. You know, when but the that's first even more started, fucking stupid. You know, one, Sorry, I I'm not I think one of them is um, uh, type 1 diabetes. I don't know for sure, but just reading between the lines, it sounded like it. But, you know, so if they are in a priority group, I can't remember the actual terminology now, but whatever it is for, for that sort of people that had the jabs first of all, because they did, both of them had their jabs very early on. Um, so if, they'll, have, if, they'll have no immunity left now then. They'll probably well, be dead before they get home. <laughs> <laughs> so why why are they risking their lives? But get, imagine, right, imagine they get to Florida. I hope to God they've got their travel insurance top-notch because mm. you just go and have a poo in a Florida hospital and it's $200. Well, I just go listen to poo. Ryan chatting about his Disney cruise and, like, that's a mild yeah. like, version of what could potentially cost you but who who knew that croatia was a back door to get into america well, you, you've got to just do your research chris it just it appears gotta find, <laughs> it, gotta find the right country that's where they make all the spirit jerseys mate <laughs> <laughs> croatia make, sweatshop make, make their ones um yeah look all i will say um you know Sinead's pretty much summed up my feelings on it as well like i didn't lose any sleep about this i didn't get angry and start going nuts on the internet i did make a, a joke post uh about the situation but not about the people involved what you should do 
if you if you you know if it annoy upsets you or anything like that unfollow them not support their their business ventures whatever you know that's fine don't give where, anyone ideas we'll have no listeners left come on where where you draw the line though is actual abuse now i didn't yeah. see this but i did hear that there were like death threats and uh you know just people being really outlandish uh, about them that's not cool you know no one Look needs at, that i mean no tim tracker buys a, a gucci cardi and he's getting severed heads in his bed Look what happened. <laughs> last week their halloween horror night pictures were put up on that bleeding wall people wanted to kill them he had to move out because some crank was in his garden People need to chill out. Yeah, like... the, 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 look, look, and I got reminded of this just this weekend. Like one half of the trackers, who's not Tim, um, <laughs> has on numerous occasions mm-hmm. openly bullied people and actually taken a piss out of disabled people. So, quite frankly, when it comes to them, you kind of ask for it. He may not do, but certainly as as a couple, there are issues there. And if you are doing anything kind of publicly, and look, most of us have experienced this firsthand, especially me and Craig, um, once you kind of get into things a bit publicly, people will pull you apart on it if they they feel that that's their, their want and need to. So, but look, all I'm saying is that's not cool. Don't do that. Um, just do what I did. Block Gen Tracker. <laughs> that's the easiest way of, of avoiding the nonsense and getting out of that scenario. Just don't give them the airtime. That's what these people thrive on, right? You know, these people are all about numbers and all about subscribers and all about followers and, and everything like that. Cut cut the monster's head off. Nick That's is, where is, they, is yeah. right. But the, the other thing I would say is, what is this culture for being the first all the time? I don't you know, get if, it. if you go on YouTube at the moment, there's a million videos of opening night of Halloween Horror Nights. Last week, there was a million videos of, um, I don't know, Ratatouille or, or, or a new handbag or something. Do you know what I mean? It's just all, and they're all the same, same people. When Trader Sam's opened, it was literally oh. full of YouTubers. Every single person in there was a YouTuber. And all you got... It's, it's a career a, choice now, a isn't it? Different, it's a different camera angle. It's just a different camera Exactly, exactly. You even saw the same drinks being passed around. Yeah. I, I, could, I, I should start day, blogging Asda. There you go. But at the end of the day, like regardless of whether you're the first person or something like that, like no one actually cares. Like I never. So, for example, Boobash, I was curious what Boobash was going to be like. I didn't immediately go on and look on YouTube and search for Boobash videos. I waited until the people that I'm subscribed to uploaded Boobash videos because I don't just watch something to see the first person take on it. I wait and watch the people that I actually enjoy watching. So it's like, what's the point of being first? You like. He's, I want one of the vloggers to get COVID so they keep they could be first to get COVID. Here's like here's the thing, right? And I'm just and getting ventilated now. <laughs> we've we've seen this firsthand, right? We've experienced this ourselves, right? When Galactic Star Cruise uh, was announced, me and Cray recorded an emergency podcast, right? Because that news is just broken. We thought we could we had time to talk about it. We talk about it. We put that out. We were probably one of if not the first podcast to do so, because we literally recorded it hours after the announcement came out. And we're actually in the car park now, reserving our space to record this podcast live for when it opens. Me and Nick will be the first in there. Exactly. Um, and did we did we have this huge spike in, in downloads? No. Yeah, we had the, you know, the same kind of downloads we normally get. Being first doesn't mean anything, unless people like what you do, or know who you are. And And... That is the biggest, in regardless of if you're a vlogger or if you're a podcast or anything like that, 
it's not about being the first. It's not even necessarily about being the best. It's just what I love was you. so get Binky right in Barbados. On, on, oh, I on, saw on, this. Saw yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and he had to go on Twitter. He's literally by the pool all day, and his phone's in the room going ping, 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 ping. And he's gone back to the room and he's looked at his phone and it's like, you're going to Walt Disney World. You and he had to come out and defend himself and grovel almost because he's on holiday in Barbados. He had to come out and say, I'm not going to Walt Disney World. I do also think there are an awful lot of people and I like, I don't follow a massive amount of Diz Twitter. I don't because I just can't hack it. But there are an awful lot of people that are ridiculously aggressive about the fact that they can't go to Orlando this year. And people just need to calm down. Yeah. Just like Scotland. Just calm down. It's yeah. not like it is not the end of the world because you don't get to go to Orlando in 2021. Chill out. Look, it's been two years, a minimum almost of two years for most people in the UK to be able to have gone to Orlando. Me and Craig went in 2019. We were due to go back last year. We didn't. We were hoping to go back this year. We haven't. We're carrying on. It's just yeah. not working at the moment. The, the that thing is, is it. What, what is going to change, though, really, if we think about it? I mean, what is actually going to change? Are we just going to be in this situation next year where Florida is still having a massive spike? Yeah. Well, you know, look, is it just going to go on and on and if on? If this carries on in Florida, the, like, there'll be no one left in Florida. So it'll be very but it, it, easy for us to go to Florida. Like, well, there, was a GP, there was a GP on telly the other day. She's had COVID three times now. I mean, well, is this no, going to keep is, on happening? No, well, the thing is, th- this is what's going to happen, right? COVID is going to get weaker. We are going to get COVID like we get the flu. That's okay, And yeah. please do not take me out of context when I mention the flu and COVID. The flu and COVID are two completely different things. I'm not saying they're the same thing. What I'm saying is we are going to get to a stage where we are going to get COVID in the way that we get things like the flu. It is going to be something that we are going to get. And because of being vaccinated, it is not going to cause the number of deaths that it was doing when we didn't have one. In the same way that flu does now. There is a theory, just to back up what you're saying, that the flu that we get now is the flu from the 1920s. It the absolutely flu. is. And that took three years to get round the planet, right? And the second and third waves killed more than the first wave. And we're only two years into this adventure, people. Yep. Yeah. And like I said on Twitter the other day, COVID-85 is going to be a fucking bally. <laughs> now, Craig, I appreciate... I'm looking at the time, and I know you've got to actually go and do some important stuff. So before yeah. you do... What I was oh. going to ask you about was you went to see Shang-Chi. We're not yeah. talking about, we're still talking about the parts, amazingly, uh, yeah. at this moment. But let me just quickly get from you, Shang-Chi, what you want to say about it? Absolutely loved it. Smiled from start to finish. Uh, a cracking origin story. I am a person who uh, doesn't know the history of the comic, doesn't know the history of the character. Uh, I'm not invested in it. I had a really lovely time. Go and see it on the big screen. Support your local cinema. Uh, Disney's got enough of your money. It'll come out on Disney Plus eventually. I just loved it. I just loved it. It was brilliant. Don't care. Batman versus Superman was better. But no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. On that note, people, I am going. All right. See you later, see you later guys. Cha-cha. Cheerio. 
Yeah, don't worry. I'll be talking about Shang-Chi later on. And let me just say, <laughs> I don't talk about it like Craig does. Um, right. Um, so, uh, what else did I want to talk about? There's quite a lot of stuff. Um, it's some Halloween food. Do we really want to talk about that? Um, Sinead, this is something I thought might interest you. Yes. Um, you like Numos, don't you? No. Well, there's Jack and Sally ones. Oh. They are really cute. Mm. I see, I just, and I feel like this is because I worked in the store for too long. I just feel like they're the new version of Duffy. They are dust collectors. I will, yeah. I will absolutely <laughs> give you that. I will give you that. Now, Chris, I'm glad you're here, actually, because the next thing I wanted to talk about was logos. Because mm. we've obviously had the, the 50th anniversary logo for Walt Disney World. That is now mm-hmm. being rolled out across the parks. I've seen the, the Skyline. I've got the, the logos uh, put on some of the cars. I don't think it's on all the cars yet, but it's certainly mm-hmm. been put on some of the cars. Um, but today we saw the launch of the Disneyland Paris 30th anniversary logo. Mm. Do you want to talk about anything you might have noticed with those? Well, it was stolen from DVC. <laughs> they're, they're now, they're now um, plagiarising their own departments now. DLP doesn't steal, it borrows with pride. <laughs> <laughs> on the sly. Um, well, yeah. So that it has, but also the other thing which which I did share with you as well is those uh, Walt Disney World Marathon medals that have got the fiftieth on. They look absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I've They're not really seen nice. I've not seen medals like that before. Is that a new Is that a new style of medal? Yeah, without a doubt. I think their medals were getting a bit stale. They were getting a bit too big and clunky. I think they seem to have tweaked it quite quite interestingly. I mean, look, they could have gone the other way and put Jim will fix it on them. So at least they haven't uh, they haven't done <laughs> they haven't done that. But um, yeah, they they've got Goofy on the ones yeah. that you showed you showed. Well, uh, I, I only sent you the Goofy challenge, but they've got all the regular ones like Donald's on the ten k, Mickey's on the marathon, and uh, the, the Dopey challenge as well. Um, and are they all kind of like embossed in colour as well, or? Well, they are, yeah. Which is another again another new thing because the, mm. the previous years they haven't been. And they just tended to be, well, they have a bit, but they just tend to be very, very large, very, very cheap metal. Um, people, I remember the, seeing a video a while ago, someone finished a, I think it was a 10K, I'm not sure. And then the metal was basically falling apart. Um, so Jesus. there's definitely issues. Wow. But I did, it did make me smile because I didn't, you know, because the other thing as well, when you sh- shared this DVC logo with me today, yeah. In the chat. I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see how that looks like the you know, I can see how they've adapted that to look like the the thirtieth anniversary for Disneyland Paris. What I wasn't what I hadn't prepared myself for is it all they've done is they've kind of slightly tilted it the other way, changed the end of it, and now it's the fiftieth anniversary logo. <laughs> yeah. As well. Yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean that that's that's some smart branding. He's gotta save money on marketing as well. I mean I do think it works better for Paris than it does for the 50th because in Paris it looks like a Mickey head. Yeah, it actually does look like something on the Paris one. Yeah. Mm. They have improved it, if anything. Yeah. I think I thought that was that was pretty cute though. Um also did you see the Dapper Dans have come back to Disneyland with a Halloween show? Oh man. Oh D- Disneyland gets all the best stuff. Why do they get all the variants as well? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not, not that variant. Okay, I mean, good. I was just checking. Florida gets that variant. I mean, the actual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, the actual uh, from the show. <laughs> there yeah, I, I, the Dapper Dans is something I, I would like to see. I think just to say that I've seen it. I love the Dapper Dans. Yeah. Um, is anyone excited by the news that Pog Juice is back? No. W- w- why did it go? Right, so... Uh, it, it appears, this wasn't confirmed, but it appears that the um, original manufacturer of the juice no longer made it. Now, okay. am right. I right in just thinking, uh, from the name, that it's pineapple, orange and guava? Yeah. yeah. Could they just not mix that themselves? You would assume. You would think, I mean, right? It, it is the base of every drink in Trader Sam's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is slightly important for that particular establishment. <laughs> I've I've actually heard as well that um, Pogs the like f- for what I knew Pogs as being that they're making a comeback this year. Are they? Apparently so. Jesus, I yeah. haven't seen them, uh, but I did read somewhere that Pogs are, are making a return, and it wasn't anything to do with Disney vlogs that I was reading it on. <laughs> so um, yeah, so uh, if anyone was a fan of the. Um, the fad from the mid '90s of uh, flipping cardboard discs up with a plastic disc, then uh, you know your luck's in. Oh, what about that other DVC news? Have we mentioned that? No. Well, it, it uh, something that um, Mr. D probably would know more than me because I think he started to dive into it a bit. But it, we noticed that on socials there were a number of people, particularly British people, um, saying that. Disney was trying or offering them uh, to buy their contracts and they hadn't mm. instigated themselves. This was just emails from Disney out the blue. Um, and nobody could quite fathom exactly why. Um, I mean, the ones I'd, I'd seen were, um, uh, where was it? Was it was the ones I saw Saratoga now? I can't remember. I think so. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then Mr. D said that he found an article and he, and it was another property on the article, wasn't it? It was... Um, uh, the original DVC one. Old Key West? Old Key West, yeah. It was, they were trying to buy some of those back. Um, so yeah, why? Why would they be doing that? That's very odd. Mm. Oh, there's another... Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we kind of discussed it. I mean, no one knows because this is obviously a decision that Disney's making. Um, now, I mentioned this actually as well because I got my refund today for my annual pass from Disneyland Paris nice. where I couldn't use it. Wow. Uh, £126, I believe, is what I got back. Nice. I, it is nice, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure I spent about 300 quid on my annual pass and I only got to, I was only able to use it for about five and a half months. I'm sure I should have had more money back on that. But anyway, regardless, I got money back, so that's good. Um, now, obviously, they did that because the parks weren't open for a long period of time. People weren't able to get into the country and blah, 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 blah. So that's why they offered people to get refunds. So I wondered if it was because people have not been able to go. And if we go back to our prior conversation about what's happening in the world, and especially in the Orlando area, and the fact that the borders, uh, as much as we were or airlines were saying that they were going to be flying out at the end of September. We found out that that's not necessarily the case with certain airlines. We don't know if that's general, but they're, they're now delaying things into October. Um, so is it because 
the word on the street is is that this is not going away. Well, I I am a DVC member, as you know, and I thought what you said. I I thought all this, so I thought, oh bugger, you know, what's the point of having it if I can't can't use it? So I put my points up for sale with uh, another plug, David's DVC, um, who have been trading for donkey's years doing this, and I literally sold my points. Uh, for this year and next within a couple of days i mean it was really quick so and that was obviously to americans Mm. so there's a huge demand obviously for americans to rent points um so if you have got the points and you can't use them then rent them you'll you'll honestly someone like david will will get them sold really quick for you i wonder if that's the thing though that like Obviously, you've not been able to use yours and how, like any DVC members in the UK, unless they've gone through loopholes, but that's a conversation <laughs> for about 40 minutes ago, uh, haven't been able to use theirs. And I wonder if it's a case of like a lot of DVC members from the UK and Europe and stuff like that tend to almost like sandbag their points and use them every like second year. So there's like DVC rooms that aren't getting used. So I wonder if that kind of demand for DVC is maybe kind of driving Disney to be like, bring some of the points back to the US so that they can sell more contracts? Well, I, don't know. I mean, technically speaking, what you're saying is what DVC's built for. It's there for you to do that banking and borrowing, what have you. And they've got your money anyway. So in theory, it shouldn't really matter. But what really makes this confusing, which is something Mr. D pointed out, was the fact that any foreigner that owns DVC, be it you know from the EU, UK, wherever, um, in order to process the transaction of transferring it from the foreign person back to America, it's a hell of a lot of paperwork. Mm. Um, and it requires you having to get uh, a, not an actuary, uh, a notary, which in the UK we don't really use. There's about 18 people in the whole country that do it, I think. Um, and so it is a real massive ball ache. So, and it's a ball like not just for us, but for them as well, because paperwork has to be posted backwards and forwards. This is a real nightmare. So why they would choose particularly foreigners and not Americans is very strange. Well, they, they've they been buying up a lot of the resale, haven't they, when it comes to America? Because I know when Mr. D was looking into this earlier in the year and other people that... Um, Kevin was speaking to on his podcast. Yeah. Um, his DVC for Brits podcast. You know, Disney were buying back more contracts than was normal. I mean, we're not talking huge amounts, but let's say in February of 2020, they bought four of the ones that went on sale. Uh, or like 4%, sorry. Um, and then in this year, it might have been 11%. You know, it's not huge numbers, but they are obviously reserving their right to buy more than they have done in previous uh, years. And they're not going to buy back everything, but they are certainly, you know, picking out more things than they would normally do. So, you know, I don't know if there's, for certain results, a waiting list. Because let's be honest, I mean, you can go and buy DVC now for certain results, can't you? I mean, Alani, obviously, is still famously uh, pretty open. Um, but if you've got people that want to buy DVC but don't want to buy the results that they've got, then maybe they're trying to fulfil that demand because they know people will buy it from them if it becomes but, available. Yeah, it, it's very odd because they do have waiting lists that people go on to for 
select properties and things like that, and they can only sell them when they get the points back. But and on that, yeah. so if Disney, so if if someone let let's say you put up your DVC for sale, and let's say Disney buy it from you, mm. and then they they then resell that to somebody that's on one of the waiting lists, do they get the perks that you did? I.e., do they get the blue card? Well, it's resale. Um... So, it's resale through Disney. Well, actually, I think you would get. I think if you meet the threshold, then yes, you would get the blue card if you bought it directly from Disney. I've got a feeling. I'm not 100 sure. I think that Disney only sells the resorts that are sold out to existing members only. Right. I think I'm not 100 sure, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that they only actually sell to people that are not members, Lanny um, and Riviera. I think Polly's sold out ages ago, didn't it? I think. Yeah, I think I think it yeah. did. So it's just those two. I think are the only two that they sell. They're going to start selling the Disneyland one soon as well. So, which I suppose makes sense as to why they. I know we said a while ago about them creating those rooms in was it the Grand Floridian? So maybe that kind of makes sense because it's technically new DVC. Yeah, I wonder if that will suppress the price of uh, Grand Floridian as well because they're obviously having more supply but the other thing as well is that the lady that um went into detail about it at saratoga she the price they were offering disney to her was incredibly low i mean it was way lower than what she would have got if she'd sold it herself so i wondered if disney was trying to be opportunistic basically trying to think well you know the jolly foreigner they're not going to want to they can't get in anymore they're probably fed up their countries are ruined with covid because Fox News tells us so. So why don't we try and, um, you know, nick their DVCs off them at stupidly cheap prices? That's and just also, me being cynical. No, it's, it's, it's true. Um, and another one, and this is something, I mean, I think this is more left field than that argument, but, you know, I said to you, what about if there was a class action lawsuit on the horizon? What if uh, a chancer has started, you know, posting around on forums and Facebook groups and whatnot to say, look, you know, you're paying for this DVC. They're only allowing you to bank your points for so much time. Um, you know, you're not able to use them. You've not been able to go to the parks. You're paying for all of this. You're still having to pay your dues and, and everything like that. Um, you know, Disney should be, you know, give you some money for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. I think I'm going to have to go. My throat's starting to get me. No problem. Thank you very much, Mr. Ripley. No, thank um, you. Feel free to plug any other businesses. And also, if you have your own business you want to advertise on here, please get in touch, disafterstark at gmail.com, and we'll talk some turkey. But uh, Mr. Ripley, thank you very much. No, thank you both. Um, I look forward to listening to the rest of the show. Happy nightmares. Good luck with your throat. <laughs> Happy nightmares. No, no. And then we were down to two. Um, just a couple more things uh, in the parts you know that I wanted to do, yes. uh, bring up. So, uh, firstly, have you seen that they are now handing out leaflets to guests uh, to inform them about the retirement of FastPass Plus? No, are mm, they? They are. They are indeed. Um, this is an article I found today uh, where somebody was given such a leaflet. Um, and it says, we are excited to welcome you to Walt Disney World Resort and look forward to creating magical memories for you and your loved ones. Uh, Disney Fast Plus, 
FastPass Plus service has now been retired, so we wish to correct the language on this ticket. While the FastPass Plus service is no longer available, we are excited to share new ways to experience our theme parks now and in the future as we prepare for our milestone 50th anniversary with the world's most magical celebration starting later this year. There are many new and exciting experiences for you to enjoy. Enjoy your vacation and see you real soon. Now, that's, that's wrong because you're getting that in the park. Yeah. They're seeing you right now. That's, <laughs> so that's very true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I mean, I suppose they had to do something. I mean, not necessarily, because as you were saying that, I was thinking of when they just changed it in DLP and just stuck up QR codes and told people, oh, if you would like to skip the queue for this, <laughs> go onto the app or go to a thing and never mentioned that you were going to have to pay for it. True. So... I suppose in the American parks, they maybe kind of have to do it, but I don't know. Plus, the only, I don't know. I feel like, especially a lot of the people that go to Florida, it's either people like any of us that do the podcast that consistently consume Disney parks content and news and whatever's going on. Or the people that are very casual fans may go every once in a while. People that are there now on holidays might not go back for a year, might not go back for like longer than that. So I feel like they, it might be beneficial for them, but I feel like for the bulk of the people that are going to the parks now, which isn't very many, um, I don't know if this is necessary, but I suppose it's nice that they're giving people a heads up. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one, I suppose, because... Um... You know, go, came back to what we were speaking about earlier about working with uh, Americans. I do every day. Uh, my team is a split between the UK and the US. So I'm always speaking yeah. to American people. And, um, you know, I do speak to colleagues at work as well as customers who um, go to Disney parks. And if they mention it, that obviously, you know, pricks the ears up yeah. and start talking. And I'd say about 90% of the people that I speak to um, know the bare minimum. They've just come back from the parks or, you know, just about to go to the parks. But if you say to them anything about these kind of things, these kind of uh, bonuses, like fast passes and stuff like that, they have mm. no idea. Yeah. And I think, and I, you know, I was listening to um, the last Mickey Waffles and you and Kate were obviously talking about it. This is going to be a big impact for Kate. You know, it's her first trip. She's been planning this trip for years. She knows yeah. all the details. And then, you know, suddenly the rules are changed. Um and the thing is, and I can't remember which one of you said it, but one of you made a good point about the fact that we, as people that do podcasts and listeners of our podcasts, are the kind of people that know all this stuff or yeah. at least aware of it. So when these changes are coming, they know what these changes are going to be and how it's going to impact them, what they might have to do, etc. But that's such a small minority of the amount of people that actually go to the parks. So 100%. what happens with these people when they go? And the first they know about booking your ride reservation is, you know, when they turn the TV on in the room and they're watching the, um, you know, the video on the, on the TV that's playing out or, or whatever. Yes, Disney do, you know, will send you emails and let you know about these things. But if you don't really pay attention to them or you don't understand what the, the impacts could be, you know, I think a large portion of people just don't have a clue. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you hear it all the time that people that and 
like I feel like on Ryan's podcast they're forever reading out reviews from people that are like oh I went to this park and I only did like two rides in the entire day and it's kind of like and Ryan and Dan tend to scoff at these kind of people and I'm kind of like if you are completely oblivious that could very easily happen and if Mm. you happen to go at a time that it's really busy like myself and Kate have done it before and we would be like especially with Disneyland Paris, like we would know Disneyland Paris, like the back of our hands. And I think it was, when was it when we went? I feel like it was the day after the Halloween party. The park was rammed, like mm. absolutely rammed. Everything was a minimum of a 45 minute wait. And I feel like we spent at least two thirds of the day just walking around the park, trying to figure out what to do because everything was much longer of a wait than we were used to or much Mm. longer of a time commitment than we were willing to put in. And it got to the stage where we were kind of like, we can keep walking around and not being able to do anything and just kind of aimlessly wandering from land to land, or we can just commit to the 50 minute wait for Pirates of the Caribbean and actually at least have done Pirates of the Caribbean. So if you're somebody that doesn't know how to prepare for that and is just kind of walking into a park completely blind, like how are you supposed to know? because for example with kate with her disney world trip within a couple hours of that stuff being announced she knew exactly how much it was going to cost her to add the genie plus tour trip ahead of time and all that kind of stuff but there's a lot of people that in kate's exact scenario that don't pay attention to the likes of this would show up there in january and be like sorry what yeah and especially as well like you know kate is going during a race weekend yeah now They'll probably tell you that if you book direct with Disney. But let's say you book direct um, with Disney via the website. Mm-hmm. There's no pop-up to tell you, by the way, this weekend we're expected to be busy because there's going to be a race event. Yeah, You either know it's happening or you don't. That's it. And if you book that weekend not knowing that, not being prepared for that, it's a completely different experience to go in the weekend after. 100%. Or, or the weekend before. Do you know what I mean? Like... It, these things make such a difference. And you're you're so right. Where you're used to going to these parks, you do that. I've done that. I've gone around and gone, oh, 45 minutes for Star Tours. Oh, I'll come back later on. That's too long to wait. Because I know, like, it should be 20 minutes yeah. if I go later on in the day. But if you're not, you will just get into a queue and go, oh, Peter Pan's flight says 60 minutes. That's, that's reasonable. That's normal. Yeah. And you'll just spend your day doing that and not really doing much else because, yeah, lack of experience. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting they're doing this. And I mean, we've just seen the um, the installation of some of the lightning lanes on attractions, which um, I think I called tacky. Yeah, they're a bit little-esque. And I don't mean that in a negative way in any way, shape or form. But it was just, I don't know, something about the font and the colour of it. I was like, this is very not it, what I was expecting. It wasn't the branding I was expecting. No. And especially the fact that they are pricing Lightning Lanes as a premium option because you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So you would think they would, I don't know, make it look a smidge nicer. But seemingly yeah. not. Class it up, Disney. Um. Just a couple more quick things um, because people love to lose their minds. Uh, the little statue of uh, Br'er Rabbit has been taken from the hub at Magic Kingdom. Happy. Yep. I didn't see this. 
Yeah. Again, I don't follow a lot of Diz Twitter, so whenever uh, people are losing their minds, it's very rare I actually see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my understanding is is that a lot of them are, are being removed at the moment because of the planning for the 50th anniversary. Fair. So I think I think a lot of them are, are doing this, but of course, because of uh, Splash Mountain and Gary, you know, everyone's you know expecting the worst. Look, even if it does, even if it is the worst, even if it never comes back, it's a statue of a rabbit in an attraction that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Worry about something else. Yeah, much worse things happening at sea. Um, and lastly, uh, we have an opening date for Space Two Twenty. Oh, yes, I did see this. Yeah. It's pretty soon, isn't it? It's the 20th of September, because, of course, yeah. 20. Ah, um, there we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a not long to wait. Um, I'm assuming reservations are open. Let me just check. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-bam. Is there a menu up first? Um, that is a good question. Um, not one that I have seen. Okay. Um, yeah, no menu, and I also cannot see if you can reserve a space for that yet. Mm. Pun not intended. <laughs> yeah, didn't mean that. Um, but yeah, so that was only announced when that was announced by an Imagineer um, yesterday, as we recalled this. So um, yeah. Nothing, nothing yet that I can see. I'm, I'm interested. To, oh, I do want to see the menu. Yeah, I'm really intrigued if this is just going to be, I don't know, gimmick over substance. Um, Like, will the menu be good? What's the pricing going to be like? Stuff like that. How diverse is the menu going to be? What kind of food is it going to be? Like, I'm I'm just really intrigued. Yeah, I mean, it all needs to be freeze-dried food, right? Otherwise, Um, what's the point? You would hope not. (laughs) It's supposed to be space food. Yeah. It's all, it's all freeze-dried, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it will be interesting. I, I, I guess it... I, I don't know. I, you would expect it to be slightly better quality than just burgers and chips or something. It's a sit-down but, restaurant, isn't it? Well, you, what, you can't have a burger in a sit-down restaurant? No, I know. But like <laughs> traditionally, Disney tends yeah. not to just have burgers and chips for sit-down restaurants. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, yeah, it does. It does look a bit more classy than that. Um, but I'm just yeah, curious was... if it's going to be like just uh, table service, or it'll, if it'll be like signature. I don't actually know. No, well, none of that's available yet. They still mm-hmm. haven't. I mean, I, I think it'll be a signature. Fair. If I'm honest, just because of it kind of being new and where it's going to be in Epcot, and you know the fact that it's the first kind of restaurant like this to open in i can't remember the, the last summer restaurant like this opened actually be yeah. our guest probably i guess must, yeah probably must have been something in between but it does feel like there's there's not been much so yeah well hopefully by the time we next talk about the parts we will know that but mm. um Let's stop talking about the parts and let's have a look at what's going on outside the parks. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design a perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castle 
clubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. Before we talk about the, the big film, um, this kind of is a perfect crossover, I think, of talking about stuff related to the parks and stuff outside the parks because in America, where this, this is still a thing, um, McDonald's are doing a promotion with uh, Walt Disney World for the 50th anniversary. Oh, cool. Uh, 50 toys will be available. Ooh, that's a lot of happy meals. Over um, 14th of September to 25th of October. So what? that's like five weeks. Oh, wow. It's not long, is it? No, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of happy meals. That's a hell of a lot of happy. Well, you, you can buy the toys normally separately as well. Oh, can you? Traditionally, yes. If you went into a McDonald's okay. and said, "Can I just buy the toy?" They normally would sell you the toy at about I don't know what it costs in America, but I think in the UK it was about two pounds or okay. something. But to be honest, just pay a bit more and get some chips and a drink. Railway to fish sticks. Uh, oh no, they don't do, don't do fish sticks anymore. Um, but you've got all different kinds of characters. You've got Mickey, uh, Flounder, Timothy Mouse, uh, Genie, Bambi. I'm not going through all of them, by the way. I'm just picking random ones. Mm. Bo Peep, Miguel from Coco, uh, Joe Gardner from Soul. Uh, is oh, okay. BB-8, Dory, Frozone, Lumiere. Um, Are there any Marvel characters? Just you've mentioned some Star Wars. Uh, let me have a look. Some of the uh, others. Uh, Groot. Okay, fair. There was a Groot, a Hey Hey, uh, a Poi. Was that the name of the pig in uh, oh, Moana? What was the name of the pig? Oh my God, I should know this. My name sounds about 15 P-U-A. Pua. Pua. Uh, Dante from, from um, Coco as well. Um, so yeah I mean it it does appear to be very heavy on the 90s upwards fair Uh, you know fair enough Uh, I mean I feel like 90s upwards was kind of the the time for Happy Meal Toys yeah Uh, I think the oldest I can find here I'm just glancing through but there's a a Jiminy Cricket uh, a Mad Hatter uh, Gus and Jack have separate ones Tramp so, you know, there are some um, more older characters as well. But, uh, yeah, and these figures kind of come on a display that makes it look a little bit like a snow globe. Nice. It's not a snow globe. It's like just a picture behind them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and, and then obviously, of course, you've got your, your classic. So Mickey, Minnie, Donald um, have celebration figures. Yeah. Uh, Goofy. No Daisy though. Disappointing by look at things. Mm. But yeah, so if you want to uh if you want to do that, that's fine. Um how many so fifty toys, one, two, three, four, five, six. I, I'm I'm guessing there'll probably be about ten released a week. Mm. Yeah. That's what normally happens with these promotions, but it's gonna be hard to get a whole set, but if you wanna if you're up for the challenge you can start getting those from apparently the 14th of September. Nice. Um, so there you go. Um, I was going to ask you, yes. I know you've been watching, um, what if? Kind of torn about it. 
if I'm being completely honest. No, I like um, it. I don't know. I Some of them I really like. I really liked the first one. I quite liked the... Have you watched um, the first four? Because as we recall yes. this, only four have come out. Okay. Yes. Um, and I quite liked the most recent one, episode four. And I've seen online that I believe episode five has zombies in it. So I'll probably like that. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on the whole thing. I really didn't care for the Black Panther one. That one, I don't know what it was. I think it was Thanos in it just rubbed me the wrong way. I just seemed (laughs) like, I know the whole thing is supposed to be very far-fetched, but that one just seemed so off the wall that I was just like, I don't like this. Um, I think the animation in it is absolutely stunning though. Mm-hmm. I think it visually is beautiful. Yes. What's your thoughts? I love I love when they kind of do... It's not really... I don't think it's really cell-shaded cell animation. I think it's made to look cell-shaded, but I like that effect, you know, where you mm-hmm. kind of get, like, the uh, the black outlines through certain features to make them stand out. Yeah. I, I, I've always liked things in that kind of style, and I think it works quite well. I think it kind of... Doesn't look too much like a cartoon. Doesn't look enough like a comic book. But it's like almost like a happy medium between the two. Um, mm. So I think that's good. I really like the first episode, but two things hurt me. The first one is the fact that it was just basically what happened in the film, but we've swapped the gender of the lead character. True. And the nationality. The other thing I didn't like was... The fact that they still had Steve involved in such a big way, giving him essentially a prototype Iron Man suit, so he was still a bit of a hero. True. That cheapened it for me, because that should have been Captain Carter's time to shine for me. Um, I, It was still good. I mean, I know a lot of people were complaining about Sebastian Stan's... Um, <laughs> wait. Stop. Type yeah. of delivery. Um. I didn't mind it as much as that, probably because I went into it knowing it was a bit rough. Um, but I didn't mind that one. The the one you didn't like, the, the um, T'Challa one, um, I liked it for what it was, and it it encapsulated the theme of what What If is supposed to be about, which is not just a very minor tweak, like we got in episode one, but was a much different one. You know, we had a whole different kind of Guardians of the Galaxy cast because of what had happened. Um, so I, I quite enjoyed that one. Um, wouldn't say I loved it. The mm. third one was... Oh, the third one I thought was really interesting. That was, again, an, another really good example of a what-if. That was a big departure from what we'd seen. True. Um, so I liked that, and I didn't... I kind of guessed the twist, but I didn't guess the twist either. So that was quite yeah. good. And the latest episode, the Doctor Strange one, that's the one that I actually struggled with the most... Okay. Because I found it so dark. Oh, see, I quite liked it. Because <laughs> it was so dark. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so bizarre. They just kept. I loved all the weird, like, monsters and stuff that just kept coming out. I thought that was great. Yeah. Oh, no. And again, I mean, the animation was top notch. But for me, the story just felt like very repetitive and didn't really. With most of these, they come to a conclusion. I mean, I suppose this did come to a conclusion. It was just, it was such a, a, a dark conclusion that nothing happened that I was like, oh, I, I just felt a little bit empty at the end of it. And I wanted to feel not necessarily so upbeat, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting from it, but it wasn't, it wasn't that. Although I think 
the concept of what we saw in that episode is something we're probably going to see reach out into more live action stuff. So that yeah. will be interesting. What I think will be interesting in general with this whole series is, as it's as it's announced it's going to be canon, is what we're going to see used elsewhere. True. Do you know what I mean? Like, are we going to see a live action Captain Carter like appear in one of the films? Maybe. Uh, or something like that. You know, that, that kind of stuff I think is yeah. interesting. So... Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. But yeah, we like you with issues. And I think mm. it's, I think it's interesting that we've both got different issues. We both like different episodes. Yeah, which is which is interesting because even like speaking to Kate, Kate has a very different take take on it than I do as well. And that kind of seems to be across the board, which I'm I'm quite enjoying because I feel like with a lot of the Marvel shows, people have either loved them or people have hate, hated them. Like with one division, one division was really polarizing with people. Like you and yes. me were one of the few on this that actually really, really enjoyed those like super kitschy episodes and the mm-hmm. kind of like slow amble into it. Whereas a lot of people really couldn't gel with it. Whereas I kind of struggled to really buy into Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it was just your stereotypical shooty shooty bang bang Marvel. Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, been there, done that, have seen this 10,000 times. Yes, I'll watch it every week, but I'm not overly bought into it. So I quite like that this is something that each episode seems to be kind of massively changing people's opinions and varying what people think on it, which is, it's good. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I think it's really interesting how people have enjoyed or not enjoyed those shows. Like you, WandaVision, it kind of started up started off at a high and kind of ended more on a low mm. falcon and winter soldier started on a low eventually i got to enjoy it in the last few episodes loki i kind of enjoyed throughout but Same. i know people that hated loki completely like just did not like it at all yeah once it was all said and done um so it, it's, it's it's been interesting uh to see and um it, you know obviously we've got a, a few more shows coming up hawkeye is coming out later this year that will be interesting, I think. See what the reaction is to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, have you seen you've seen Jungle Cruise, haven't you? Yes. Um, of course you have, because I remember you speaking about it on Mickey Waffles. Yeah. Um, it has now been officially confirmed a sequel is in development. Probably waiting to see if either Dwayne or Emily Blunt will suing them first, yeah. but as they haven't, um, yeah. a new film has been announced. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised, but I'm not overly enthused by it. Like, don't get me wrong, I quite I quite enjoy Jungle Cruise. Is it a movie that I would jump to watch again? Probably no. Um, but if it was on, or if somebody wanted to watch it, would I have an issue with it? No. Um, do I feel like it needed a sequel? No. But I mean, I feel like that with most Disney movies. So... <laughs> I get it though. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I love Emily Blunt. I think they are both fantastic, and I thought they were both fantastic in the movie. I'm just really curious to see what the hell way it's going to go. Yeah, that that's how I feel as well. Um, for a film that I thought was going to be the start of a franchise, it ended with me not really seeing it as a franchise. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when I announced it, and you thought, "Oh yeah, this is going to be the next Pirates." You're gonna, you know, you're gonna see this become something. And normally with films, the the biggest crime that a lot of these films do uh, try and sort out 
is creating that sequel before it's announced. Mm. So they purposely not leave on a cliffhanger, but they'll leave the door open for a further adventure like, oh, they've just discovered a treasure map or you know, yeah. someone's been captured, whatever it is. Um, whilst with this, I felt it, it was very contained, like the story had wrapped itself up. And I was surprised by that, knowing yeah. that they were probably gunning for a sequel from the get-go. Yeah, because I mean, I like I watched Cruella over the weekend for the first time, and mm. that very clearly is set up for them to do a sequel to it. Mm. Um, and I feel like Disney do have a tendency to just kind of like set it up being like, hey, here, we're going to go here again. And it did feel like they didn't do that at the end of Jungle Cruise. But again, I'm also not entirely shocked because I don't know. I feel like it Dis- if Disney can make a franchise out of something, they will. And yep. when you have the likes of Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt on board, people are always kind of going, kind of going to be bought in. It's going to be interesting as well because um, I just checked. It's made $187 million globally, which is absolute peanuts. Yeah. The film probably costs that. Now, what that doesn't take into account, that's box office receipts. So what it doesn't take Not into Disney account Plus. is Disney Plus, um, but also the fact that all of these film studios at the moment are obviously acutely aware it's pandemic time. Yeah. So none of these films, I mean, I think. I think I I saw Fast and Furious Nine has made uh, just crossed over five hundred million. Now the last couple of films did a billion. Okay. So it's done it's done half the box office that it, it the last couple of films would do, or, or or did sorry. So it obviously was much lower than their expectations, but they probably still saw that as a big hit. Yeah. Because of what's going on elsewhere, so. Yeah, I think a lot of hedge uh, betting is going on at the moment with these things. But look, I, I like them both. The film was fine. I, I I liked it for what it was, but it didn't blow me away. I did have issues with it, but I'd, I'd watch another one. Yeah. And hope they kind of get it a bit better the second time around. True. You know, fingers crossed. Um, something that interests me is uh, they've announced the return of the Rocketeer. Okay. Um, now, I'm guessing you've never seen The Rocketeer. I have not, no. I haven't seen The Rocketeer in a long time. But I've always been obsessed with The Rocketeer because of the poster for The Rocketeer. Okay. Which is very... Um, I feel uh, like that's the most Nick sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the opposite of the Craig one. Um, I'm going to actually try and get a picture up so we can talk about it in real time. Um <laughs> But The Rocketeer was was one of these films when Disney were desperate to try and find the big hit, right? Um, so this was at a time when um, Batman had just come out. The next year that they released Dick Tracy, that was going to be their big Batman-like film. Okay. It, it didn't. It, it wasn't. It, it was a success, but it wasn't Batman successful. Yeah. Um and I mean, the thing is, I've just realised, you don't even know what that means. Like, no. when Batman came out in 1989, you could not move for Batman logos. Okay. Like, there were, you know, the, the posters for the film, which is just a black poster with the gold and black Batman symbol. That was it. That wasn't everything. T-shirts, action figures, books, 
dressing gowns, shell suits, you name it, it had a Batman logo on it. And that was before the film came out. You could not go anywhere without seeing the Batman logo. That the summer like of eighty nine. Baby Odia. Oh, like tenfold. Mm. Oh, I mean like, honestly, like yeah, you just don't you just don't get stuff like that anymore. Um so yeah, it, it was just everywhere. Um I'm just gonna share with you the poster for the Rocketeer. This is a very low res kind of poster, okay. you get the idea of it, right? Yeah. So very art deco, uh very pulpy. It was set in the nineteen thirties, I think, okay. the original film. Uh so obviously that all kind of makes sense as to, to what it was. Um but they tried to do Batman with Dick Tracy, it didn't work. The next one was the Rocketeer, which was a comic book character which um like an underground comic they bought the rights to made a film thought that was going to be a big thing it wasn't it was successful but not successful enough to the point where with both of those films i just mentioned they even planned attractions for them to open at disney world okay cool. but cancelled them once the films didn't do you know batman numbers um so the rocketeer has been something that people have always enjoyed it's got a very cult following but um disney don't do much with it of late, you've got a lot of action figures and statues come about around it. Okay. So it's had a bit of a resurgence. Yeah. And weirdly, Disney Junior have just started a Rocketeer cartoon. Really? Which is like Doc McStuffins with a jetpack. Oh my God, hilarious. <laughs> kind of thing. She's not fixing toys, but it's a little girl's found the, the outfit and she's now flying around like the Rocketeer. Oh my God. I've God. seen little little bits of it when my kids have been watching it. Uh, it's, nice. it's not for me. Um, but this is a direct sequel um, to that film that they're planning. Um, They haven't said when it's going to be set. Um, It's going to be a completely new person who has the Rocketeer outfit. Um, So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm glad they're doing something with it, and I'll be uh, excited to see what they do, and hopefully it'll be something that I enjoy. Um, But I'm sure the Rocketeer will be something we'll be covering on a patreon episode so because I'm, i've been trying to get people to watch it for years and that's the, the best way to force people to watch it is there what letter it i mean that it worked with me with derby o'gill oh yes exactly that is that is very true and what a treat that was and you just a reminder welcome. to our listeners if you haven't seen derby o'gill watch it it really is a treat thank it's you on Shane. disney plus on it disney works plus. for both um paddy's day and also halloween because the banshee will scare the bejesus out of you the banshee um i've got a before we go and i before i start talking about Shangji on the way out the door because i'll have to close the door very quickly behind me um i'm just having a look at what's coming to disney plus in october uh, and yeah. we've got star wars lego terrifying towels on the first of october oh god <laughs> i'm looking forward to it i mean um, i'll give it a watch i like the did you see the, the christmas special they did last year I didn't, but the fact that this is Halloween will make me want to watch it more. Yeah, so. the, I think it was called the Star Wars Holiday Special in okay. tribute to the absolutely unwatchable mm. yeah. uh, 70s version. Um, it was a lot of fun. If you, if you okay, know cool. Star Wars, lots of Easter eggs and stuff. Um, the kids enjoyed it that had no real frame of reference to Star Wars. I got a lot out of it as well. Um, okay. On the 6th of October... Um, for all you people that want to pay for Premier Access, Black Widow is going to be available. Fair. And it's also the season finale of What If. Oh, okay. So there's so, a good. Oh, there's more episodes left than I thought. Yep. 
Um, also, there's uh, Doogie Kami, Kamiola MD. No, I don't know what that is. I'm guessing that's a spin off from uh, Doogie Hauser MD. I, I and, have no idea. Yeah, Doogie Hauser. I don't think it's on Disney Plus, but Doogie Hauser was a show where a teenage Neil Patrick Harris became a doctor because he was so smart at such a young age. Nice. And that's all I can tell you about it because I never watched a single episode. Very popular. I never watched it. Um, The the sixth is also the season finale of Turner and Hooch. Very Uh, nice. People have been watching that. Um, 29th October, McFarland USA comes on, which I'm sure has been on before. I'm sure I've seen that on Disney Plus before. Maybe it got taken off and being put back on. Um, and also, um, unconfirmed date, but coming to Disney Plus in October, is Fauci, uh, a National Geographic documentary about Dr. Anthony Fauci. Who the hell is that? Dr. Fauci, he's, um, he's the American equivalent of um, Chris Whitty. He's like the, um, the, the health advisor to the, the government in America. Oh, so he's like all the all the health what? advice. Okay, yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting character. He's okay. an interesting character. Interesting. Um, so yeah, let's wrap up by talking about Shang Chi because that is the big film that's just come out. Um, it uh, it's also going to have characters in uh, Avengers Campus. Ab. They've just started making appearances, so you can see uh, both Shang Chi and also a Death Dealer which is one of the kind of uh, masked villains in the film, um, have been running about there. That That's the way you will see a fight in a Disney park without either the guests being escorted out. Okay. When it's choreographed. No. Uh, don't join in. Um, Shang-Chi is the first um, Disney film since onward to get a cinema-only release. Mm. I know it's Marvel, but, you know, bear with me. Um, it's uh, It's opened... Labor Day weekend uh, in America. It's open everywhere, but in America it's Labor Day weekend. Um, Final numbers aren't in, but it looks like it could get higher than $80 million for its opening weekend. Nice. Which is one of the largest of the pandemic. Um, 75 for the combined weekend, it looks like. So they've actually lowered it a little bit. Black Widow was 80 in July. So that's interesting because that had a dual release, didn't it? Black Widow? Mm. Yeah, I mean, which is why Disney is being sued right now. Yes. And if you want to hear more on that, again, go and listen to last week's Mickey Waffles. Because uh, you do talk about that in, in quite a bit of detail. Including that yeah. podcast with the woman that says, Disney. Yeah, if you can get over that, the rest of it's great. Mm. Um, Agreed. But yeah, I'm real intrigued to see how that whole lawsuit pans out. Um, I haven't seen Shang-Chi. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't know if I will get a chance to go to the cinema to see Shang-Chi. I don't have a cinema overly local to me where I'm currently living. Um, So it's a bit more of a debacle to get to one. But what were your thoughts on it? Because you've been to see it, haven't you? I have... um... I mean, if you want to hear more details about it, I released an episode of Walking Movies. Um, if you want to hear more, much more of my thoughts on it. But I am absolutely in the minority here because 
this film has had, I think it's about 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's had like a really okay. good run of reviews. For me, it was one of the the worst Marvel films for me. Oh, wow. Okay. I, 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 I think Angel of Ultron was probably the last yeah. Marvel film that I didn't really like at all. And what's frustrating with this film is... Or oh, what I think's hard about it is this is a this is a film about a character where we don't know anything about. Yeah. Like Shang Chi has not appeared as a side character in any other film. This is just a standalone True. superhero film with somebody you're meeting for the very first time. So that's a blessing and a curse in some ways. Yeah. Um I would say the choreography in this film is fantastic. Probably some of the best choreography I've seen in a Marvel film, full stop. That is really, really good. I think some of the cast is excellent. I think some of the cast is appalling. That's a big problem. Okay. Um, yeah, I just... So, Aqu- um, Aquafina's in this film. They're who, putting her into everything, aren't they? Right, exactly. And and I, and I do like her, but I think she's good at certain things. Like, for me, she felt really out of place in this film. Yeah. I thought she was excellent in Jumanji too. She out Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was the right fit. And I, the other problem as well, maybe this was because I saw it with a pretty empty cinema. I mean, I, I saw it in the afternoon on a Sunday and there was six people in the cinema. Yikes. It was dead. Um, the jokes didn't land. Right. Didn't land with me. Didn't land with anyone. Um, and that's not good. Um, and and she wasn't the only one making jokes, but obviously she was there to be the light, the main light relief. Um, I thought the lead actor in the first half of the film was really great. By the end of the film, when it got a little bit more kind of green screeny, yeah, didn't feel comfortable with it. Okay, you could just tell that it was just something just not right. And the story is weird; like it kind of goes all over the place. And there's there's points in the film where it just mirandas. And the film is about two hours, I think it was two hours ten, maybe. Okay. And it could have quite easily been an hour and a half if they cut out a lot of the, like, babble. Because things just happened that made no that made no impact on the film. Whether you saw them or not, just didn't need to be there. And I feel like they've left it in there to pad the film out to make it a bit longer. Right. Um, I was just disappointed. And I, I think more so because I was looking forward to it because... Let's be honest, Marvel's so white, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Marvel films are very, very generic. It's why things like Black Panther really stood out when that came out, because it felt so refreshing. So I had really high expectations. But yeah, other than the fight sequences, I really just didn't really care. And I yeah. also didn't feel there was any kind of elements of danger or anything in this film. Yeah. Was there any crossovers? Like, did any other like familiar faces pop up in it? A couple. Okay. Um, one one made sense, even though I didn't like uh, he that character well overstayed his welcome. Um nice. the other character didn't appear in it enough. <laughs> it was almost like, why are you here? Because it didn't really like add anything. Yeah. Um it does have two credit scenes. Okay. One in the middle, one at the end. I didn't actually stay and watch the one at the end because mm. I saw what happened and I was like, yeah, I don't need to see that. It's fine. That wasn't much of a consequence. The one in the middle is the is the beefy one. That's the one that will get you a bit more excited uh, about where this could go. 
the thing is, even though I'm being negative about this, and I'm much more negative on walking movies, so I'll talk about it in more detail. But yeah. although I'm negative about it, I'm really glad for anyone that really did enjoy it. And okay. I would like, I'd be happy with a sequel, mainly because if they can rectify what I didn't like about this first film, I'd be more happy. And I'd like to see the character more of Shang-Chi. So I think the the powers and what he brings is something that we don't see elsewhere. So in turn, you know, if you want to see a Marvel film that's not like your traditional Marvel film, th- in a way this is good because you do get that. Yeah. I just don't feel they nailed it as much as they should have done. And as I said, like, you know, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Lots of, you know, proper critics love this film. Uh, lots of people I've seen on social media really positive about this film. Maybe I was in a bad mood. Maybe I just wasn't feeling it at the time. Maybe when I rewatch it on Disney Plus in a few months, I'll feel differently. But for me, it wasn't worth the time and effort to go and see it. You know, especially for you, where you are not within walking distance of the cinema. No. Um, and time is a premium for all of us, right? So, you know, it's a just over two-hour film. So you're looking at, you know, what, three, three and a half hours of your day Hmm. at least to go to the cinema um with trailers and stuff like that for me with that and the cost it's not worth it if this was on premier access i'd probably recommend it more yeah um i don't feel seeing it on the big screen made that much of a difference i think i'd have been okay. felt the same way watching it at home yeah the effects will look bigger and better and stuff but no, I, just, I, I can't recommend it enough for that purpose i think for those that are on the fence, you're probably right. Just wait for, for Disney Plus. Because you've waited for Disney Plus for Cruella. Yep. And I know you you were kind of saying it was a bit long, but what did you what did you think of it? I I liked Cruella. Um I notoriously have not liked any of the Disney live action remakes, and I especially have hated the way that they've been reframing the villains to make them not that villainous and not that bad. Um, and it's it's a real gripe that I've had with a lot of live actions to the point that there's an awful lot of the live actions I've just not bothered to watch because they just irk me because the villains tend to be my favorite characters in a lot of the like princessy movies yeah. and the fact that they're kind of taking away all of the reasons why these people are villains and are characters that we love and just kind of watering them down kind of hurts me. Oh, I mean, you'd have to go back in the archives to find this, but I remember having a very heated episode with another podcaster uh, about Maleficent Yeah, because I hated it yeah, and same. he loved it. And so we got together and recorded a podcast where we was almost trying to convince the other they were wrong uh neither of us won (laughs) we both walked out feeling the same way but i mean maleficent was my wife's favorite my wife's favorite villain and you know we went opening night was really excited to see it and they were like what have they done to her yeah i won't i have long long ranted about maleficent on mickey waffles i won't i won't bore people to tears here the second one I've, I've caught oh, I bits of the second... Well, again, I, I watched it because it was on the the, the predecessors of Disney+. Plus. Um, and I watched... I probably watched about the last half of the film. It was much better. Mm. But, yeah, yeah. You, you'd still probably have the same issues with the, the overall character, but at least they weren't kind of retconning the entire Sleeping Beauty story. Yeah. 
to exactly. make her seem uh, precious. Yeah. Um, but, um, you're gone no, like, I, I enjoyed Cruella. I thought the the costuming in it, absolutely outstanding. Um, I love, I adore Emma Thompson and I love Emma Stone as well. Um, I thought in general, the casting was quite good. Um, Winky was my favorite character throughout. What an adorable little dog. Obsessed. Um, <laughs> the candy yeah. toy does not do him justice, by the way. Oh, no, I don't think I want to see that. Um, but no, I don't know. Like, Cruella is not a villain that I ever have gravitated towards just because she wants to skin dogs alive, cannot relate yes. in any way, shape, nor form. Um, and have never overly cared about like the fashion side of it. So she's just, she's not a villain that I've ever had any form of a kinship for anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it felt a bit too long. It, do I think it's one of the better jobs they've done with the live actions? Absolutely. Do I feel like it's one of the few times that they've had big name actors in a live action and them being who they are have hasn't, hasn't completely taken away from the character? Absolutely. Um, my biggest gripe with Beauty and the Beast is why on earth did they have Hermione Granger being Belle? There was absolutely no need. But that's <laughs> another kettle of fish. But no, like I enjoyed Corella. Um, but I don't know if I'd necessarily be in a rush to watch it again. And I'm glad I didn't pay for it on Premier Access. Did you? Because I mean, one of the, one of the things that I know a lot of people love is the uh, the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I can I can understand that. I mean, other than Corello, is there any other live action that you've not felt so, uh, so much hatred about? Eh, probably no. <laughs> I've I've like really I've really strongly disliked a lot of them to the point that there's a lot of them that I haven't seen. I haven't watched the Lion King one. I haven't watched Aladdin. I didn't watch the second Maleficent. Do you know what? I didn't completely hate Cinderella. I didn't okay. completely hate that, but I think that's because Lady Tremaine wasn't watered down. Okay. Cinderella is actually one of the only ones I haven't watched. It's not um, bad. Well, don't worry, because I will be watching in it. I'll be there. I'll start again. I will be watching in it. Watching it. Are you all right? It, oh, man. I don't know what is going wrong with me. Mm. Um... I'm going to be watching it very shortly for a new podcast series that I'm oh, doing. There you go. Um, I'll be watching. One thing you did need was more podcasts. Oh yes, exactly. Um, however, I will uh, to possibly give a clue as to who I might be recording it with. I'll be watching it in Dutch with oh, okay. subtitles, uh, so people might know who what that will be about. And if not, that's fine. You'll find out when that eventually gets released uh, at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, all I will say on that is Aladdin is the one that of all the ones that I thought was going to be awful or I wasn't going to enjoy, that's the one I probably enjoy the most. You're spot okay. on with The Lion King. Stay well away. Your life will be better with <laughs> you not knowing anything about that film. Yeah. Um, but Sinead, thank you so much. You lasted the distance. You get the gold star. Thanks. So thank you for putting up with me. Um, you'll be putting up a cake this week, I, I guess. It's a Mickey Waffles week. Yep, it's a Mickey Waffles week, so we'll be recording tomorrow. Superb. So, uh, yes, if you don't already subscribe or you've never listened to the Mickey Waffles, uh, episodes come out every other Friday. Um, if it's not out that Friday, it means it's the other Friday. 
that's the they're best very, way to work very Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's that's true. But very entertaining. You and Kate are, are great together, and I, I really look forward to those dropping when they do. Uh, so go and check out Mickey Waffles if you haven't. Um, and we will see you in two weeks for another one of these. And uh, I guess next week we'll be doing our first look at Halloween Horror Nights 30, the event none of us are going to. Exciting times. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.